0: Well, hi, welcome back to our, our Odd, odd pod, pod
1: Podcast.
0: A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between.
1: And everything in between. I don't know if you could hear me, but I was shaking my head along with you.
0: There's a little sass behind that. A little
1: sass behind that. <laughs> um, Welcome back. As always, my name's Billy.
0: And I am Countess Von Fifi.
1: Yes. Also known as Felicia. <laughs> uh, good to have you on the show, Countess. I don't think we've had royalty ever here before.
0: Oh, well, you know, you can just make these things up.
1: That's true. You know, you can buy like a one inch square of land in Scotland or something and become yeah. like a lord or a lady.
0: And so, hello, here <laughs> I am. Witness me.
1: Witness me.
0: Um, You'll... It'll come into play later.
1: Oh, Countess Von Fifi will come into play later? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: so maybe. just be prepared for that.
1: I have no idea what we're talking about. Like, um, Just like last time, and I think the time before, I think the only time I actually knew what we were going to talk about was the first episode.
0: Yeah, because we had talked about it a little bit.
1: So I have no fucking clue what we're talking about. I don't get the Countess thing. Um, so, yeah.
0: Let's...
1: <laughs> Let's get into it.
0: First, I think we need to talk about like what's going on with the world.
1: What's going on with the world right now?
0: Pretty much.
1: Okay. Let's hear it. What's going on with the world?
0: Well, this last week has been like major. Was that we released our first podcast?
1: We released our first podcast. It's
0: very exciting.
1: Our dot com.
0: To Our pod bean. It's been very exciting. And yeah. then like Hurricane Sally.
1: Hurricanes. Um,
0: just like 2020 is in a perpetual state of crisis at all times,
1: yeah. And then one hurricane like came back from the dead or something,
0: yeah. So now we have zombie hurricane story about
1: zombie hurricanes.
0: Um, and Hurricane Sally hit my parents' house.
1: Oh, right, they got some damage, right?
0: Well, like their fence is gone, and like my neighbor's tree fell on their house,
1: right? It was the neighbor's,
0: the neighbor's, Oops. the tree fell on the neighbor's house. My parents' house is fine,
1: right? Okay. Well, I'm sorry for their neighbors, but...
0: I would hope that, like, my old house is just crushed right now. Don't mind me, Unpa- I'm a... <laughs> Oh, I'm pagan. <laughs> don't mind me, I'm a bitter woman.
1: Bitter, she's a petty bitch. <laughs> just kidding.
0: Um, but I don't know about all seven listeners, but I feel like September's been extremely exhausting.
1: It's wild. Here's the theme, I feel like, for September is, like, Hey, you know all the bad stuff that happened earlier in the year or that's been kind of happening throughout the year? Things are gonna happen in September that are gonna just bring that shit back, you know?
0: Just gonna you're gonna get everything tenfold. Yeah. In September.
1: We got like hurricanes coming back from the dead. We got judges dropping the ball on cases, you know. Um September. It's You know, it's like the month of not forgetting, I guess. Yeah.
0: For real. But I mean, like, we moved peak pandemic, like, into an apartment site unseen. And that feels like a cakewalk at this point.
1: Yeah. Um. Just you, me, and a U haul. (laughs) So.
0: Just like 2020. What in the actual fuck are you doing right right now?
1: What are you doing, 2020?
0: And it's also like, for me anyway, it's like peak spooky season. Yeah, And I'm holding on to that feeling, which is part of the reason why I picked today's like episode, topic, uh-huh. case, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I know I've spent most of my money at Joanne's and Michael's thus far, and I don't plan on stopping soon, and I apologize. That's
1: okay. You don't have to apologize to me. I am here for it.
0: Anyway, I want to preface this with a couple of things. Okay. I wrote most of these notes while I was pet-sitting during a hurricane, warning. Right. And you know I don't sleep very well when I house sit.
1: Right. For you guys who don't know what pet sitting is, it's when you sit on animals during storms so that they can't run around the house and hurt themselves.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these notes were written in a sleep deprivation.
1: Like a, a sleep-deprived state, if you will.
0: Allergy induced fog. Okay. I'm going to try to read through some of these notes and yeah. decipher what I meant to say. Yeah, awesome.
1: <laughs> you know what? Worst case scenario, we just scrap it, forget the podcast, and pretend like it never happened.
0: We'll just be three episodes in and just go AWOL. We'll just
1: disappear. People think we died.
0: Pretty much.
1: Anyway, so we're uh, five minutes in. I still have no idea what we're talking
0: about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. You might want to know where Countess Von Fifi comes in.
1: I have a guess. What's your guess? Okay, you said it's something that you thought I was going to like, and it was going to inspire a lot of discussion, and then you made a joke about Countess Von Fifi. Are we perhaps talking about Elizabeth Bathory? We are not okay all right that's a good guess that, though, right? that is
0: a good guess i okay. one day we should cover her
1: yeah for sure
0: for the month of october in which this uh episode is going to air i wanted to keep it kind of like i don't want to say light mm-hmm. and i don't want to take this case like not seriously but it's it's been a while since it happened so we can kind of like remove ourselves from it and cool. it's a little bit absurd and i really think it embodies everything that we're going for it's kind of odd it's kind of macabre and there's a whole lot of things that's happening right there in between okay i'm I'm into it want to take you on a journey i love journeys (laughs) between a man and a woman
1: oh are we talking about never mind
0: (laughs) it's a tale that is old as time kind of uh this story begins in the 1930s okay This is the story of a real-life corpse bride.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: So, I don't want it to be confused with Tim Burton's film, Corpse Bride. This is a lot less fun. I mean... And while I... Depends on who you ask,
1: am I right? (laughs) Looking at all you necrophiliacs out there, welcome to the show.
0: And while I'm super into Tim Burton and, like, 100% all things spooky yeah with Tim Burton esque mm-hmm. things this is about seven hundred times more interesting to me anyway, okay it also I feel like it's also like easily forgotten mm-hmm. because I've listened to podcasts about this before, and like I've seen YouTube videos about it, but whenever I try to talk about it with other people, they don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I'm feeling a little bit called out right now. <laughs>
0: It's mainly like when I try to talk to my friends that are like super into true crime, uh-huh. they don't know what I'm talking about. Despite I know this, there's like cases, well, or people so out there who have covered the case.
1: It sounds to me like your friends are fucking posers. Do you even <laughs> true crime? Like, come on, guys. Mm. And there's one of them that's probably listening, right? Your friends listen to us, right? I,
0: I would hope so. Okay, I need my friends to just want you me. to know I'm
1: just kidding. Please don't. Uh yeah anyway sorry go ahead (laughs) just kidding so
0: i thought this was the perfect opportunity for me to do some more research on it okay and tell all eight listeners that we currently have as of the first episode about it and just want to shout them out real quick because i can do that because there's only eight
1: (laughs) are there eight now
0: i think so okay at least eight all right I'm Melody, Sophia, Scarlet, Candle, Crystal, Kelsey, and people at Billy's Job. Hello. Hello, everyone. Come visit me at work.
1: If you're listening to me at work right now, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Do your job.
0: You guys need to get off. Quit listening to a podcast. You should guys be on the phone or something. Get
1: those. Those phones are ringing. They're not going to answer themselves.
0: Anyway, (laughs) um, how much do you love me?
1: Is this a trick question? Nope. Okay. It's a lot. Like a whole lot. Like... If you died, I would keep your body in our bedroom.
0: Oh, you I'm might find kidding. some things in common with our person.
1: I'm joking. Um, I, that's a little extreme, but since I knew, since you told me what we we're talking about, <laughs> I figured.
0: So I'm gonna introduce you to our two main lovebirds. I we guess. did
1: that at the beginning of the show. I'm Billy. This is Felicia.
0: Countess von Fifi.
1: Countess von Fifi.
0: Anyway, so. The man, his name is Carl Tanzler. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also known as Doctor Carl Tanzler. If you're nasty, preface: he's not a doctor. Oh, um, he's also known as Count Carl von Kassel. Not a real count. Okay. Um, he was born in Dresden, Germany, in night. Sorry, 1877. Um, over the years, he gained numerous aliases. Um, he married in 1920 to a woman named Doris Anna Schaefer. They had two children, Aisha and Clarissa Tanzler. Um, Clarissa died of diphtheria.
1: That's where you explain things so much that you die because she explains it all because she's Clarissa. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm funny.
0: <laughs> all right, so Crystal died of diphtheria. Diphtheria in 1934 at the age of 10. So Carl gathers the family and they emigrate to the United States in 1926. After a brief stay in Havana, Cuba, they then move to Zyphers Hills, Florida. Okay. After moving to Florida.
1: Can you tell me what diphtheria is, please?
0: It's kind of like a coughing disease. Uh Uh-huh. It infects the lungs.
1: Wow. Makes it hard to breathe.
0: Yeah. Getting harder and harder to breathe.
1: <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, my very quick search that I just did said it's easily preventable by a vaccine. So weird. If you don't like vaccines.
0: Don't get diphtheria.
1: Yeah, go fuck yourself.
0: Basically. I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying.
0: Anyway, so after packing up his family, moving to Florida, Carl describes that it became necessary for him to earn a living because
1: up. People gotta eat.
0: So Carl just kind of GTFOs out of uh, Cypress Hill, however you pronounce it. I'm sorry, Florida.
1: It's Florida. They don't know how to pronounce it either.
0: And Carl moves to Key West where he gets hired at the U.S. Marine Hospital about six hours away from where he used to be by modern cars. So I can only imagine what it was like in the 30s. Oh,
1: okay. But well, for a second, I'm like, why the distinction between modern cars? But you know what? They probably go quite a bit faster, right? They can go further without stopping.
0: Probably, but also like roads and stuff. Yeah,
1: roads. Road. Okay, so. so he's from Germany. I just let me, let me let me, reiterate what we've been covering. Right. He's from Germany. Mm-hmm. He's not a doctor. Not a doctor. Nor is he a count. Right. Now he lives in Florida, Right. where he works as a radiologist tech, mm-hmm. which still does not make him a doctor.
0: Right. He's a technician.
1: Right. Right. Okay.
0: No disrespect to technicians, but he is not a doctor.
1: (laughs) Right. uh, Absolutely. ER techs or whatever, radiology techs, x-ray techs. Awesome. Doing good work, but you're not a doctor.
0: So he has, like, gone AWOL on his wife and his child. And at the Marine Hospital, he was an x-ray specialist and a pathologist. And in his book, he had, like, built an impressive x-ray ward. Um, And he worked diligently in, like, scientific research. Okay. Um, that was until he met Elena. Oh, Elena. Also, during his time at the U.S. Marine Hospital was when he really started going by Count Von Castle.
1: Did he, hold on, <laughs> did he go by that at the hospital? Yes. Like, someone get the count. This x-ray machine is on the fritz.
0: That's, that's the name he chose. We'll get into the, how he got that name later. Okay. Actually, it's coming up next.
1: Oh, awesome. We immediately got into it. You see that? It's amazing. It's one of gonna... the many things I love about you is you're not a liar.
0: <laughs> We're gonna meet Elena later. Um she's so... coming here. I hope she's
1: wearing a mask. Yes. Okay.
0: A death mask. Death
1: mask. Because <laughs> she's a
0: corpse. So the reason he took the name Count Carl von Casel mm-hmm. was because while he was visiting the city of Genoia in Italy.
1: Um familiar? I'm going to go with yes. I'm not familiar with that city.
0: Okay. City in Italy. He claims to have had a vision of a long lost ancestor um, named Countess Anna Constantina von Causel, who revealed to him the face of his true love in his life and that it was going to be an exotic dark haired lady. And he was like 13 when this happened. Okay.
1: Let me get this straight. He's on vacation in Italy. He has a vision about his long-dead German ancestor.
0: Right. Okay. Keeping up? Yes. So part of his duties at the hospital was that he worked in the tuberculosis ward.
1: Ooh. Um,
0: at the time, tuberculosis was, like, obviously very fatal.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: And our hero, Dr. Carl Tanzler, who is not a doctor. Right. Showed no fear. And worked diligently with his patients that were under his care.
1: Okay. So, pour up. out. Good job. <laughs> Good job, not doctor.
0: Way to go, Carl.
1: Way to go, Carl.
0: And where I got most of my notes came from a book called Confessions of Carl. Or...
1: Of a teenage drama queen?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was from, like, Confessions of Carl von Causel. Um
1: So, it's his book.
0: I don't think he wrote it though
1: so, oh someone wrote it about him maybe or like i think he from...
0: left a bunch of journals behind and this okay. is like where they come from okay okay so in his book he described in the book read in his voice this is how he describes meeting elena april 22nd 1930 in the middle of my routine work i received a call from the head office to go and take a blood test from a young senorita who as an outpatient had come for examination I had hardly looked at the patient as I entered the room, the first thing I noticed of her personality as I bent down to take a drop of blood from whatever fingertips, rather than from one of her ears which were too exquisitely lovely, to bar, was that her hand was unusually small, its long, tapering fingers as lovely as I had ever seen. As the needle had struck the hand, it twisted a little, and it was from that, that my kneeling physician, that I raised my head for the first time to say that I was very sorry to have caused you any pain please forgive me. Her face had been hidden by her hand so that I could hardly see it from when I had first entered the room, but now she withdrew her hand to answer me, and I looked into the face of unearthly beauty, the face of my dreams and visions promised to me by my ancestors forty years before. I was so thunderstruck. I hardly heard her saying, it didn't hurt much, excuse my nervousness, her voice was so soft and sweet and childlike, it reminded me of a mockingbird song, and so... The woman that he is referring to is the oh-so-lovely Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos.
1: Oh, my God. That was some creepy shit that you read, like, her hand. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I went to take the blood of a young senorita. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The way that the needle struck her hand. Mm, blood sorry but... just just wait it
0: gets <laughs> so much worse
1: oh man i cannot wait
0: so to say carl was like head over heels convinced that this was the woman from a stream he said after meeting her that like he didn't even know she, like like he was for certain that she was real the only way he knew that she was like in flesh like living person was that he had a vial of her blood in his hands
1: I mean, that's a pretty good indicator that you've encountered an actual person. Me personally, I'll talk to them or like shake their hand or something. But I mean, you can, I guess you can take their blood if you're in like a laboratory setting.
0: Um. So like when he was like going over her paperwork, he was sad because she had Misses in front of her name. Ooh. Meaning she was already married.
1: Meaning she wasn't a senorita. She was a... Senora. That's right. <laughs> Come for the podcast, stay for the Spanish lessons. I
0: <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. Because so I sorry. derailed
1: your train of thought. You literally mm-hmm. did. It's like a back backseat goal of mine every episode. just, you just derail, you, Just me. to throw you off just a little bit.
0: Just, you just constantly leave me
1: speechless. Oh.
0: So before we go on about Carl, because he is going to get the rest of this time to shine okay i promise you carl carl i want to talk about elena okay first of all elena was beautiful let me show you a picture real quick okay this is her on her wedding day
1: damn elena
0: <laughs> can't confirm she is gorgeous
1: she's pretty fly she's got curly hair and stuff it's a good look
0: excellent description um. thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> Curly hair and shit.
1: Thank you very much. I uh, have a way with words.
0: So Elena was born July 31st, 1909 to a local cigar maker maker, a local cigar maker named Francisco Hoyos and Aurora Milagros. And she had two sisters.
1: What did um, he do? Can we just back up real quick? What was it that he did to cigars? Duh. <laughs> I'm just picking.
0: I stumble with my words. I'm just
1: joking. Let's carry on. Now you have... Audio evidence of me being a bully. I'm
0: going to save it and send it to your mom.
1: Nope, I'm editing that out. <laughs>
0: uh, so, her two sisters, Lorinda and Cecilia Malagros, They were a relatively poor family. I guess cigar making wasn't like rolling it's, it's in. It's not like the... <laughs> It's not rolling in the dough. <laughs> Billy is dying.
1: It's It's not like the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> laughing at his own joke speak I'm sorry it's not like what carry on
1: it's just like I was just gonna say it's it's not like the uh you know the 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 high, <laughs> the high profit business <laughs> that you would think it is and for some reason it just struck me as funny <laughs> now I feel bad because I'm laughing at poor people
0: you're the worst I know They were a relatively poor family.
1: Why are you yelling at me?
0: Because you're laughing at them. Okay, you said relatively poor. But they were doing okay.
1: We're also relatively poor, so I think I'm allowed.
0: And we're doing okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not not like 1930s poor or anything. Anyway, (laughs) let's carry on.
0: Elena was married to a man named Louis Mesa on February 18th, 1926. And that's the picture that I showed you of her on her wedding day oh, looking lovely as ever looking so lovely and she was married to him until the time of her death in 1931 uh, wait hold
1: on she was married to him until the time of her death
0: yes oh
1: plot twist okay you may proceed
0: <laughs> mr mesa left her after she miscarried their child and he moved to miami where he rudely uh, lived there until 19- the 1970s did you say
1: he rudely lived there
0: yes because he's an asshole
1: Yeah, fuck that guy. First of all, fuck that guy. I
0: literally said, so fuck him. Nice.
1: (laughs) So basically, first of all, fuck that guy. But when you said he rudely lived there, I picture him like in a house. like People are like, good morning, Mr. whatever his name was. And he's like, fuck you.
0: I just think he's got a lot of nerve.
1: Got a lot of nerve leaving your wife after she miscarries your child. What was his name? Lewis. Lewis, you motherfucker. Is he dead? He is now. Yeah.
0: Because he died okay, in the 1970s. Well,
1: so there's no chance that he can hear this. But you know what, Louis? Fuck you. From beyond the veil.
0: So while they were separated, they were never fully divorced.
1: Mm-hmm. Scandal.
0: So she was technically married when she met Carl. And she was considered like the local beauty in Key West.
1: That's kind of like how you are around
0: here. <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> I'm a regular day swamp brat. Mm. Catch me out in the the pond. So on April 22nd, 1930, um, Elena's mom took her to the hospital because she hadn't been feeling well. Um, And tuberculosis was pretty much running rampant.
1: Just unchecked. Fucking tuberculosis, man.
0: Unfortunately for Elena, she had in fact contracted tuberculosis.
1: Oh shit. That is pretty unfortunate.
0: She was only 22 at the time. Oof. And so Carl, who was 53 and was like... In the whole that's much we love thing, totally yeah. unfazed that she was still married. Told, and
1: apparently unfazed that she had tuberculosis. Yeah,
0: just unconcerned. Yeah. Um, told her and her family that he was going to do everything in his power to get her well again. And that after like she wasn't dying of tuberculosis, that she would be his bride.
1: I mean, it's 1930s. By now we know that you can't cure tuberculosis, right?
0: But he was like convinced that he was going to save Elena.
1: Okay, but they believed him, right? For
0: a little bit.
1: Okay, just check it. I mean, I'm going to have to look it up, but I'm fairly certain that by then they had to know that TB was like not going to go anywhere.
0: Well, it was like one in seven people lived. She was oh. trying to be that one in seven.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. That's true. People do live with TB. I just wasn't sure if like by then that was a thing that was happening.
0: She lived for quite a while after a diagnosis for a year and a half. All right. Um, so anyway. Elena, who was like really about being alive, was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, okay, sure."
1: Yeah, dude, keep me alive.
0: Um, the doctor, who wasn't a doctor, he seemed very like sincere in his conviction that he could heal her. He obtained permission from the family to try some like unorthodox methods, mm-hmm. um, which included like X-ray treatment, which like what is that gonna do? You gonna see TV in her lungs? Yeah, something I guess like that. I don't know.
1: Burn the TB away.
0: (laughs) He um, also like administered administered like potions and like tinctures that he like made. Cool. Like CBD oil and stuff.
1: Potions.
0: (laughs) And then like he would steal medical equipment from the hospital that he was working at, and he also bought a lot of it.
1: Like a just random medical shit. Yeah. As you can see, I have a beaker here, so. In which I'm going to brew my potions.
0: He said he'd purchased like some of the finest medical supplies. Um, he gave her radiation treatment. And he gave her like electrotherapy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was just trying everything.
1: Sounds to me like he was giving her blue potions when he should have been giving her red potions. Am I right?
0: I know what those words mean.
1: I know. You play Gauntlet <laughs> Legends.
0: <laughs> um. So for the next year and a half, Carl would spend his day at the hospital. He would spend his evenings at Elena's. Ooh. At any other... Evenings
1: spare... at Elena is the, name of, is the name of this episode.
0: Evenings with Elena.
1: Yeah, evening. Evenings at Elena's.
0: And then any other spare time he had, he would spend it working on an airplane that he said was going to take them to an island off of the coast of Australia. New Zealand? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> And that's where they would spend their honeymoon when the time came. Oh. And Um, she's
1: like, yeah, whatever. Just fix my TV, basically.
0: Was it? She kind of hung out with him a lot. Nowhere does it say she was ever, like, really interested in him. Mm -hmm. I really think she saw him more as, like, a friend. Not to be all, like, friend-zoned him or whatever. He's literally 30 years older than she is. Right.
1: I mean, like, you can consider someone a friend and they're not in the friend zone. It just means you're not interested. Right. Hey, because the friend zone pay attention doesn't exist it's not a thing she's just not into you bro move on Sorry. so when, that felt important no
0: that i agree okay whenever um elena asked him what he was going to name the airplane he named the airplane contessa elena which is like elena's airplane but it was like his first time that he mentioned to elena that he planned on marrying her
1: he bought an airplane
0: he had like built this airplane oh wow or like bought an airplane was like working on it and stuff
1: Gotcha, okay.
0: And then, like, Carl would, like, shower Elena in, like, gifts and presents. That comes later.
1: (laughs) That pause made me think it was going
0: somewhere way different. No, that absolutely comes later. Okay.
1: (laughs) He would shower Elena? With gifts. With gifts.
0: (laughs) And, like, declarations of love. He bought her, like, silk dresses, which I cannot imagine being comfortable down in Florida. Can you imagine?
1: I don't know. Because, like, what are, like, Acapulco shirts made out of? It's not silk, is it? What is an Acapulco shirt? Like a shirt? Hawaiian shirt.
0: Oh, I have no idea. It's not silk.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. That's stupid.
0: Can You you know the dogwood maids, right? The what? Dogwood maids.
1: mm
0: Big fluffy dresses.
1: Oh. Like a poodle skirt?
0: No. Anyway, that's from, that's, a, that's like an Alabama thing.
1: Okay, well, I'm from Alabama, but. it's so like. Azalea Trail Not maids. the bougie side. <laughs>
0: It's the Trail Maids. Okay. I can't imagine. It's unbearably hot. Um, He got her a bracelet, a watch, and a ring. Um, He bought her perfume. And, like, whenever, like, Elena's parents started to complain about, like, the electric bill because, like, he brought in an x-ray machine and was using it, like, all the time.
1: Oh, this is at their house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: He, he basically moves into their house okay. to take care of Elena. So they were complaining about the electric bill. So then Carl's like, I'll pay for it.
1: Oh, you want electricity? I can afford a fucking airplane, apparently. So like...
0: I can steal an x-ray machine. I can pay for your electric bill.
1: I'll just steal it.
0: You got an extension cord? Okay. So in a conversation that Carl was having with Elena, Carl claims Elena and Carl are just like hanging out as father and daughter do, I guess. BFFs. BFFs do.
1: Dr. Patient Confidentiality.
0: Um, so, Elena, you stop it. Sorry. Elena asked um, Carl to grab the picture of him, or of Elena and Louis, um, and to cut Lewis out of the picture, pretty much. And she asked him to burn Lewis's picture, just kind of like signaling that she doesn't love him anymore and they're not together.
1: Okay, I mean, that sounds like a real conversation that probably happened.
0: And so, like, whenever Carl, like, reminded Elena that he had intended to marry her, like, and that was his plan, whether she liked it or not, apparently. um, She was pretty much just kind of like, hey, I'm sick, and I'm probably gonna die. So I can't marry you. Right. And I'm also still married to this other guy, despite hey. the whole...
1: Hey, Carl, symbolic. you remember that part about, you remember that thing where I'm dying from tuberculosis? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like,
0: just because we burned his picture doesn't mean, like, I'm not legally married to him still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she was just like, if I die, I can leave you, all I can leave you is my body. And he was like,
1: sold. All I can leave you is my body, she said, Jesus. Challenge accepted.
0: Carl pretty much took that sentence and just like ran with it.
1: It seems like, based on the topic, he took that shit very fucking literally.
0: He pretty much took that as like their wedding vows. He was like, gotcha, sold. All right. I I mean, got what I needed.
1: I can't have your heart. I'll take your damn body for show.
0: I can't have your heart metaphorically. I'll take it literally.
1: Literally, I'm going to take your body.
0: Elena dies on October 25th, 1931.
1: You mean his potions didn't work?
0: Yeah, radiation therapy didn't work.
1: Wow, weird. It's almost like that's not what that's for.
0: Carl was at work when he received the news, and whenever Carl made it back to where Elena was, he was mad that she had been like taken out of her clothes that he mm-hmm. had bought her and like was like dressed in a shroud. Right. Because she was dead.
1: I mean, like yeah, as you do, you prepare the body, right?
0: Right. Um, And then, like, all of her jewelry was taken off. Like, the jewelry that he had bought her. Are you laughing or sneezing?
1: I'm just laughing because, like, I'm I'm picturing, okay, Carl's at work. He finds out she's dead. And he just, like... Who's responsible for this? (laughs) Bring me the person who shrouded this woman. (laughs) Sorry. That was really fucking loud. I'm so sorry. (laughs)
0: That's me laughing. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so he makes a death mask of her face
1: do mm-hmm.
0: i have the death mask like pulled up
1: I, well i sure hope so
0: hold on i'm gonna find it because you need to see it All right. okay okay this is her death mask
1: i'm just gonna say this it looks like michael myers
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry just Directly into the mic. That's okay. (laughs) So that's what her death mask looks like um, so Elena was laid to rest in a shallow grave in Key West.
1: Why was it shallow? Do we know? Poor. Okay, Um, I had to pay for the extra three feet or what? That's probably good enough. Wrap it up. Hey, um, how much can I get for this? And they're like "Mm -mm, a couple of shovels full. About three feet.
0: Oh, and Carl was unhappy with that decision because of, like, rain. Um, I'm going to guess down in Key West the soil is relatively kind of the same as it is here in Louisiana.
1: You mean moist.
0: Thank you for that. <laughs> um. So Carl gets permission from Elena's family to give her, like, a proper grave. He's going to build her a whole mausoleum. And that takes about three months. So, for three months, she's in a shallow grave and a coffin in the ground. In Florida. In Florida. Just. To be like, thankfully, like, in October, but, like.
1: Well, it was October in Florida in the 1930s, so maybe it was actually. Maybe they had
0: a chance, but, like, it's also a body in the 30s.
1: Yeah. Before, you know, climate change.
0: Well, I'm thinking of, like, the way of, like, embalming. Mm -hmm. Like, embalming was a thing that was happening, but, like, how good was it? How good was it, really? Like,
1: it's been happening for a while, but has it ever been, like, happening, you know? it's Like, is that the
0: cool thing? Is it, like, in the... So, if she was embalmed, it didn't really matter. Because whenever they were putting the dirt back over her coffin, they Mm -hmm. ended up breaking the top of the casket. So water was getting into the soil. Oh my god! That was getting into getting worse the casket.
1: Jesus. So first of all, how you you're burying her right?
0: It's only three feet. It's like whenever they were packing in the dirt, uh huh. It ended up breaking the casket lid.
1: Well, somebody, some fucking overachiever. He's like, I'm gonna pack the shit out of this dirt.
0: So good job. They had to like dig her up so they could build the mausoleum and they like were keeping her at a funeral home yeah so the lid was broken and like when they were like taking her out of the casket her face was kind of like stuck to the lid oh my god like that's terrifying to think about right
1: i'm picturing them opening the lid and her face just going with it
0: well she's been dead for a while your skin, your skin starts to fall off. Like that's literally the first thing that goes.
1: Really? I did not know that.
0: One of the first things that go. Usually your skin will start to decays. So whatever was damaged he fixed with like wax and like plaster of Paris. Um he removed her old grave garments, redressed her in an elegant silk gown. Um, and for his own eyes only. Mm hmm. He um, placed some beautiful, sleek stockings. So sleek. He used perfume and like disinfectant and like preserving agents to help fight like the decay.
1: Okay. Like he pickled her basically. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to put that bitch in some vinegar. Bitches love
0: vinegar. So he fixed her right up, gets her put into the mausoleum. He gets her, like, a nice new metal casket. One that's gonna, like, not be opened, hopefully. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully some overzealous asshole with a shovel doesn't come and break the lid.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. And I'm just, like, I don't know if everyone knows what a mausoleum is. Or, like, has ever been to a mausoleum.
1: I think we've all seen dark shadows. I mean...
0: Dark shadows are, like, the Haunted Mansion, at least. But I'm not gonna assume anything that everyone knows what a mausoleum is. So... This mausoleum, it kind of looks like a small, like, shed closet made mm. out of cement and stuff. It's white. Um, it had a door with a key and a lock.
1: Let me guess who had the key. Who? Dr. Count Kessler.
0: tessler <laughs> Carl von Kossel. Yeah,
1: what was his, what was his name?
0: Carl Tanzler.
1: Tanzler was his last name? Tansler. Where'd I get Kessler? Was it Constantina von Kessler? Was that his ancestor? No. Well. (laughs) Alright.
0: So, um, yeah. Carl was the only one who had the only he. Um, Surprise. So, like, he spends the next two years just visiting her every night.
1: That's her at the door right now.
0: (laughs) Yes. For those who don't know, somebody just knocked.
1: That's, uh, that's Annabelle. Remember we were talking shit about Annabelle? Oh, God. It's
0: 8.08 in the evening. And if it's those goddamn um, it's later census, than I thought. census people, I will raise hell.
1: Dude, if that's the census people, we're going to have a corpse bride. <laughs> just kidding. That's totally a joke.
0: They're just being extra.
1: I would not murder someone. I just want to reiterate.
0: I would murder somebody. Dark if They humor. keep coming to my door about our neighbors taking their census.
1: Again, despite what Felicia just said, we will not murder anyone ever. But we are very cross with the census people.
0: I was nice the first time
1: yeah we don't know who our neighbors are stop coming to our door please thank you
0: please and thank you if you're listening you're a nice lady please leave me alone
1: and one more time we would never ever ever murder anyone maybe for uh, sure
0: <laughs> he spent the next two years visiting her grave every night he brought with himself like a little stool so he'd be comfortable there were reports that he had like electric lights installed and um he would whisper sweet nothings, sweet nothings and like uh, whisper like how much he loved her.
1: Okay, let me just hold on one second. Let me stop you right there because I hear the phrase sweet nothings a lot. What do you think a sweet nothing is? Like when you whisper sweet nothings to someone, like you can tell someone, I love you. You're beautiful. You're like the best thing that's ever happened. But that's not nothing, right? So what is like a sweet nothing?
0: Cotton candy.
1: Because it's sweet.
0: And it's almost nothing. And it
1: has no, basically no substance. Okay. Point, Felicia. Carry on.
0: Um. So Carl said that, like, Elena's ghost would visit him some nights. Like, there would be nights where he would be there and, like, he just felt comfortable. And there were other nights where, like, apparently, like, Elena's ghost would, like, play pranks on him. Oh. And, like, any time Carl said that he would, like, propose marriage to her, that, like, Elena would, like... Coyly, like avoid the subject oh i'm dead
1: <laughs> okay so she's dead and she's coy so he's proposing ghost he's proposing ghost he's proposing marriage to a ghost pretty much okay
0: but like even after death she's still kind of acting like she's not super into it right
1: i mean allegedly yes that does seem to be... He's,
0: he's saying these things. It's like, oh, she wasn't really, like, into it. But, like, if I were persistent enough, maybe she'll marry me.
1: Oh, my God, dude. This guy.
0: <sighs> so, sometimes. So, like, she's still decaying in her little mausoleum. And he said, like, whenever it would, like, the smell would become too much, you know, like, on those particularly hot days, he had, like, a two-way telephone installed. That way, he could still talk to her. And just kind of, like, hang outside the mausoleum. And he could, like...
1: Oh, my goodness. Do you think, like, in his mind, was she talking back?
0: Well, she would have to have been. He's having all these, like, conversations with her Otherwise, like,
1: it'd be a one-way phone, right? If she's not talking back, he wouldn't need to... Yeah,
0: it would just be, like, a paper phone that a toddler hands you.
1: This guy... Listen, so he has her corpse, right? Which is basically, like, what ties a ghost to a place, right? Sure. Is that not...
0: Not necessarily.
1: Okay. I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I've seen like, i been watching too much TV, like Supernatural or something. Yeah. But like, essentially, the ghost is beholden to you and she's still not into you.
0: Pretty much. Oh, man. Eventually, Carl is fired from the hospital because he is living like strange behavior.
1: Okay. All, all I'm going to say is it fucking took you long enough.
0: Well, I mean, like, he also stole things. Not from because the he was stealing
1: things, but because he started acting kind of funny.
0: Why can't Carl come to bingo night?
1: Hey, where's Carl? He hasn't been to bingo in a while.
0: Oh, he's down there at the crypt.
1: Is at the crypt again? Well, I ditched my friends to come down here and talk to you. I, I don't like it when you talk to me like that. I, I fore, I forewent bingo for you, woman. Why are you treating me this way?
0: Why won't you marry me? Why
1: won't you love me, ghost?
0: Well, after two years um, of wooing Elena. Um, all of his hard work had finally paid off.
1: Was he wooing her or was he wooing her?
0: <laughs> he said that Elena came to him one night and had asked Carl to take her away. She was done hanging out at the mausoleum. She wished to see the world and that Elena had like finally agreed to marry him. And Carl went around telling people this. You guys remember Elena? Carl. She died like two years ago? Yeah, she finally agreed to marry me.
1: Oh, goodness gracious.
0: And like this part of the book was particularly wild to me because he claimed that he was just like hanging out at the mausoleum Mm -hmm. that he heard like a loud bang. He thought it was like the neighborhood boys playing a prank on him. Yeah. Because at this point, that's what they're doing. Obviously. (laughs) Because like, why not?
1: Like, hey, there's that weird old man at the cemetery again. Let's fucking prank him. But
0: he said after he heard the noise and like had like investigated that her coffin was like open and that there was no like neighborhood boys around.
1: Oh, they were probably there and then the coffin flew open and they fucking fucked off. They just
0: like, get the fuck out. So obviously Carl didn't trust anyone to help steal Elena's body. So he spent some time coming up with a plan and his plan was to take Elena and her coffin to his house be a wagon. Toy wagon.
1: Like a red flyer.
0: Yeah. Nice. Like he would take to Mardi girl.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess.
0: He said like on the night that like he was doing it. It was a late evening in April of 1933. He showed up with said red wagon. And he said that when he saw Elena's ghost emerge from the crypt, he just knew he like it was game time. He's good to go. This was a good idea. And he struggled to get the casket on top of the wagon because of course he did.
1: Because it's a fucking casket on a tiny ass wagon, probably. Like, maybe I should have got some help after all. Like,
0: But eventually he got the job done. So Carl is all set to, like, set off on their new life together. Um, Carl takes Elena to a specially prepared lab that he had created out of that airplane that he had, like, had been showing her before.
1: He made the airplane into a lab.
0: Yeah, because apparently, like, his idea was that he was going to send her up into space and Frankenstein that shit. Space Frankenstein? I don't know his reasons behind it, and I'm not going to question it.
1: You know what I think, though? I think that if he really would have wanted the help, he could have found someone. Because you don't live a life that much of a... You don't... You're not that much of a weirdo without having at least one friend who's down for some fuckery. You know what I mean? Like, we all have that one friend...
0: He's like, he knows that guy that like works down at the morgue in the hospital.
1: I'm pretty sure we all have one friend where we're like, hey, you want to, can we come help me steal this corpse? They'll be like, I mean, I guess. We yeah. can't burn it Yeah, sure. Okay, fine.
0: And like, obviously he didn't bring her back to life. So he took her home instead. Back to their marital bed.
1: Oh no. Do you think they...
0: They're... We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Oh so <laughs> do we uh, but do but
1: we... do we want to do or we just want question? To get to it?
0: <laughs> um so for the next 7 years Carl and Elena live together. Mind you, she's a corpse. Well, Carl lived Carl lives with Elena, Lena's corpse. Yeah. Mind you, she is a corpse. She is decaying. She is slowly withering away. As a corpse does. I
1: mean, I'm just impressed that it's slowly because how long? You said seven years now.
0: Over the course of seven years. Okay.
1: I mean, I feel like that's a long time to be a corpse.
0: Well, so as things start to sloth off. Ooh. uh, Carl fixes things. He he fixes things. Like whenever her face decays more, he rebuilds it. Um, Whenever her hair falls out. He fashions a wig out of her hair that her mom gave him. Mm-hmm. And it did not look good. I'm going to show you a picture of, like, the aftermath.
1: Okay. This sound. Oh, man. The more you talk about this, I swear to God, I've seen a movie that had a similar plot.
0: There's a lot of, like, um... Like, you just snapping now.
1: Oh, it's my, my knuckles popping.
0: <laughs> so, like, he rebuilds her face with, like, again, wax, plaster, Ferris, um... He made the wig out of her own hair. Whenever her, like, bones started to fall off, he just kind of, like, put them back together with wire and hangers. Okay. Whenever her chest kind of, like, collapsed, he stuffed her with, like, rags and newspaper. Oh. Which is, like, a thing that they do.
1: Yeah, just kind of, like...
0: And, like, mortuary. And...
1: I'm just thinking about all those rags just sitting there, like, soaking up the body juices, you know?
0: I'm sure he removed some of that
1: he like switch the rags out occasionally or oh
0: god no Ugh. God. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> whenever her eyeballs just kinda dissipated. He gave her brand new glass ones. Oh nice. Not bad. Not
1: bad. Hey big baller. He can afford a plane he can afford some glass eyeballs, right?
0: And then like I don't wanna like spread rumors or anything. And it's only mentioned in passing. After Carl was caught, there was an autopsy done Autopsy done on Elena uh-huh. in the 1940s. It's not written down anywhere that you can find, but there's rumors that two physicians found like a tube fitted to Elena's... Um, it's not a WAP.
1: <laughs> or DAP.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course they needed to consummate their marriage. God. Um, but that's really just hearsay, and I wasn't gonna look that much further into it because I think that's my line.
1: I think like if you Google um vagina tube corpse on Google, you're probably gonna get put on some list. Or I'm something. already
0: on a list. They're just I'm just right up there at the top at this point.
1: Probably yeah, you're right.
0: I'm I'm gonna call. That's my line. I don't.
1: Is that the line we're not crossing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's gotta be somewhere, you know.
1: You know what? I'm willing to bet that if that rumor's not true, something at least similar
0: is true. you didn't have to do that, Carl.
1: Carl, you didn't have to do that. Carl,
0: no. You didn't have to do
1: that. No, Carl.
0: There's other ways.
1: God, Carl, why?
0: Moving forward. So Carl's been hanging out with Elena for like seven years now. Um, And in October of 1940, Elena's sisters florinda she starts hearing rumors about carl that was sleeping and dancing with a disinterred body Uh uh-huh and the people that saw it kind of thought it looked like elena
1: who the hold on how are people seeing this
0: well he's just doing it in his house like
1: with the curtains open
0: yeah okay gotta let the light shine in so florinda ends up going to carl's home and demanding the key to the mausoleum because she's gonna want to visit her sister
1: Hey, Carl.
0: Where the fuck is that key? It's
1: been seven years. Where's the fucking key? Because I heard you've been dancing with my sister, and that's fucked up.
0: So, like, she wanted to go visit her sister. And to her horror and convenience, Elena's upstairs. And Carl just invites her inside.
1: Oh, he's like, hey, you don't have to go to the mausoleum. She's right upstairs. She, she's right in the hall. Is that actually what went down? Yes.
0: <laughs> Elena is um, upstairs wow. just laying in a bed. Chilling. Yeah, the bed that Carl and her share.
1: Eating a lean cuisine. Or no, what's the ones with the penguins on it? Kid cuisine. Kid cuisine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Florinda is, at best, shocked. And pretty much refused to believe that the thing on the bed is Elena. Yeah. I haven't shown you the picture of what she looks like.
1: Well, I'm dying to see it.
0: Oh my god, here. That's what she ends up looking like.
1: You know what, honestly... Not as bad as I thought it was going to look.
0: That looks nothing like her.
1: I mean, it doesn't look like a person, but it also doesn't look like a corpse. So that's cool.
0: Look at her hair.
1: You think he kisses her? Like on her mouth?
0: You sound like a 12 year old.
1: He's like, "Mm, I like your plastery lips.
0: Do you even need me for this?
1: Do you even need me for this? (laughs) I sound like a 12 year old. I say something every episode that makes me sound like a child.
0: Her eyebrows are at least better than mine.
1: Yeah, man, where do, you get, where do you get those eyebrows, you think?
0: Another corpse. <laughs> We're
1: going to have to put that somewhere so people can see it.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Florinda's like, that's not my sister. And is immediately calls the cops and she's like, what the fuck? Carl is arrested and charged with maliciously desto- destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization.
1: Which is apparently a law that I just now learned about. Yeah. Like, I knew it was illegal, right? But I didn't know what the law was.
0: Well, they, they did the autopsy and, like, discovered that it was, in fact, Elena. And there's pictures of the autopsy online. Um, they're obviously old and, like, blurry and in black and white. But it's, like, gruesome. Yeah. Carl is held on bail. Mm-hmm. But the case was dropped because the Statue of Limitations had passed.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Amazing. And... What a country.
0: He was released and... Carl was, like, examined by a psychiatrist and was found to be, like, mentally sound.
1: Okay. Um, You know, it was probably, um, what's his name? Uh, Dr. (laughs) Reeser.
0: Um, so Elena's corpse was examined by physicians and pathologists and she was rudely put on display at the Dean Lopez funeral home, where it was viewed by as many as 6,800 people. Like, they would let kids out early so they could just like swing by and look at it she's considered to be like an iconic corpse
1: oh because it's so well preserved or
0: yeah i would suppose so it's just like all the stuff was done to her yeah okay and like she was technically i guess it's more of like a kind of like embalming i guess at this point
1: That's fair. I mean, but, like, is it more or less fucked up than, like, going to, like, an ancient civilization, digging up a king and, like, bringing him back to your country and putting him on display for money?
0: Well, when you put it like that, she's kind of like, she didn't ask for any of this, and here she is being put on display.
1: Right. So be careful what you say to crazy old people, because they will take that shit literally.
0: Laser specific.
1: Laser specific.
0: So, like, (laughs) eventually Elena's allowed to, like, they put her like back in a grave um they leave her in an unmarked grave so carl can finally like leave her the fuck alone yeah but carl regardless moves to the same county in which she is buried in so he can be closer to her right he wrote an autobiography that appeared in pulp public publication and mm-hmm. i guess it's like a magazine fantastic adventures in 1947 that sounds about right um so, at the end of Carl's journey, he was found dead in his home in July in 1952. The weather had been hot, because it's Florida. Right. Um, and his body hadn't been discovered for, like, three weeks. Oh, dear. Um, and his obituary had read, A metal cylinder on the shelf above, a table in it, wrapped in a silken cloth and a robe, was the waxen image separated from what remained of his l- loved body. He had created a life-size effigy of Elena." And he remained loyal in his obsession right up to his final days.
1: Loyal in his obsession is an interesting turn of phrase. But I... like,
0: they said that he was literally hugging her death mask. Dead. Right. That's creepy. Yeah,
1: that's creepy. Do we know how he died?
0: He was old. He was born in 1870 and died in 1950. Okay, Probably I mean, just like, old age.
1: That's fair, but like something happens, right? You don't just get a certain age and you're like,
0: oh! What? He was like, my batteries. not found it. <laughs> wasn't found for like three weeks i'm pretty sure he was like a little bit decayed a lot yeah. decayed should you want to see elena these days she is in an unmarked grave however in the ripley's believe it or not um museum down there there is like a replica of what her body would look like
1: all right well they finally buried her so that's cool
0: yeah also like in television there's a lot of um you can see it like in a lot of episodes of things. Uh, the TV drama series Fringe entitled Marionette was loosely based on it. The Blacklist does an episode, Investigation Discovery, um, Travel Channel puts out an episode on it.
1: The Blacklist that's like a fiction show, though, right? It's like then they have James Spader, Do you know, James I think Gators? so. Yeah,
0: um, even like in music wise, the Black Delilah murder. They put up. They have a song called "Death Mask," which is kind of like loosely based on oh, really? the story. Yeah, is that
1: the name of the band, Black Delilah Mask? Black, Black Delilah Murder. Black Delilah Murder. Do you know them? No.
0: We'll listen later. Okay, cool. Um, Sharon Needles, the drag queen. She has a a song. Her called... name
1: is Sharon Needles.
0: That's her drag name.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, on her album, "Dead Girls Never Say No." What's the name of her album? It's not the album. It's a single. My bad what's it called dead girls never say no okay two bands put out full albums based on the story one is um you'll now know us by the trail of deeds and the secrets of elena's tomb there's like other podcasts that also do episodes on this uh morbid is one and this is why we drink those are like two of my favorite but i'm pretty sure my favorite my favorite murder my favorite murder does a podcast as well
1: yeah but you don't have to listen to them because you heard it from us yeah I'm lore also
0: does a podcast on it I'm just saying like
1: i do love i do love lore
0: yeah i like them all so like i i'm not hating
1: yeah i was just joking
0: i hope that one day we're even like a quarter as good as like some of those
1: yeah they're good
0: i hope that like my research on it was like justifiable and like held I think up you did
1: pretty good that was a doozy
0: it was a doozy did you enjoy that
1: i did did you enjoy that?
0: I really enjoyed, like...
1: Looking into it? Looking some... into
0: it. Like, even, like, reading the book was, like, wild. Yeah.
1: What's the book called?
0: The Confessions of um, Count Von Kossel.
1: The Confessions of Count Von Kossel.
0: Nice. Some guy reads it on YouTube. It's very... Oh, odd. really? Yeah, I was listening to it while I was at the gym.
1: Is he pretty good? Like, the narrator? or? Yeah, I liked him. Okay. How legal is it to read a book on YouTube, do you
0: think? Like, free books and audible.
1: I'm just curious. I don't know
0: which is our first sponsor. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Audible if you're listening, please give us money. No. Um
0: So yeah. that's that's all I've got. Oh. So if you want to see pictures from today's show, you can find them at
1: our odd Insta on Instagram.
0: Right? And if you want to keep up with Billy, what's your Instagram?
1: My Instagram is Life.
0: And my Instagram is bye 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 Felicia.
1: Bye 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 Felicia.
0: Um, if you want to send us an email about your corpse bride, you can do so at
1: our odd email at gmail.com. You can send us stories about your very own corpse bride, suggestions, comments, concerns,
0: um, and pending arrest reports,
1: pending arrest reports, just whatever, really. I mean, like we're only using it for nothing. So just send us emails if you want. I don't give a shit. Send me a chain letter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, we do have a Facebook group. I'm really not doing anything on there yet. We do have a
1: Facebook group.
0: It's our odd Facebook group.
1: Um, You can search us. We're not the, I don't think it's the first thing that pops up, but you'll see our monster. Speaking
0: Spru- of our monster, that was created by me. If you'd like to make it better, email me. Let me know. I'm not attached to it.
1: I love it, but you know, if you think you can spruce it up, we would love to see you what you got
0: and the music from our intro and outro is by
1: darren curtis we found him on youtube he has a website darrencurtismusic.com everything on that website is music he's created for other creators to use in their projects all you need to do is credit him he does fantastic work um and yeah darencurtismusic.com.
0: so we hope that you will hang out with us again
1: yeah, come next time every week.
0: I know I'm gonna stop like alluding to what the next week's episode was because I did that for episode two and then did neither one of those. And it was a
1: fucking lie. And you know what? I bet you we did it at the end of the last episode too.
0: I I'm pretty sure to. I said corpse bride though. I've been wanting to do this one for a while.
1: It seemed I seem to remember now that we've done it. You mentioning it and then mentioning yeah, said that right? Here. Yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, um, regardless. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please come back.
0: Hey, tip your baristas.
1: Tip your baristas. Be nice to your first responders. Fire, EMS. We're just trying to help. That's it. That's it. All right,
0: bye. We are
1: the Boneses and we are
0: out.